Welcome to Small Biz Brainiac, providing employer intelligence that helps you navigate the regulatory landscape and keep you on course running the business you love. Here's your host, Thomas Rock Lindsay. Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of Small Biz Brainiac. This is number 33 New Salary Level Test for Exempt Employees. My name is Thomas Rock Lindsay. And I am your small business buddy, instructor, and servant, and I'm here to help you thrive in your role as an employer. I provide you, the small business owner, with employer intelligence in just seven minutes every Tuesday and Thursday. So changes to the Department of Labor's minimum salary requirement for the overtime exemption under the Executive, Administrative, and Professional Employee Rule are taking effect December 1st, 2016, and you need to get ready. I'll explain all about this in today's episode of Small Biz Brainiac. Let's rock this. In episode 17, I taught you about the Fair Labor Standards Act as it relates to the classification of employees as exempt versus non-exempt for purposes of overtime compensation. We talked about the two tests used to make the classification determination, the salary basis test and the duties test. But I need to clarify, there are actually three tests, and I simply combined two of them under one. There's a salary basis test and a salary level test, and I explained them both and lumped them together under the salary basis test. So let me split those out for you here. The salary basis test says that the employee must be paid a predetermined and fixed salary that is not subject to reduction because of variations in the quality or quantity of work performed. And the salary level test says that the amount of salary paid must meet a minimum specified amount. So for the executive, administrative, and professional employee exemption, the salary level must be $455 per week or more. Now this doesn't apply to outside sales employees, teachers, and employees practicing law or medicine. However, on May 18th, President Obama and Department of Labor Secretary Perez announced the publication of the Department of Labor's final rule updating the overtime regulations, which according to them, will automatically extend overtime pay protections to over 4 million workers within the first year of implementation. The DOL says that this long-awaited update will result in a meaningful boost to many workers' wallets and will go a long way toward realizing President Obama's commitment to ensuring every worker is compensated fairly for their hard work. Well, thank goodness we have the government to make sure people are fairly compensated, because without them, people would probably go to work for just about anyone at any price. This is just like the minimum wage. The government decides what's fair, they wave their magic wand, and then all is right with the world. Why not just create the Federal Department of Fair Wages and establish the proper rate of pay for every job? Problem solved. Oh wait, it's because communism doesn't work, but maybe there's the perfect amount of socialism, maybe that's what we're shooting for. Well, effective December 1st, 2016, the final rule sets the standard salary level for the Executive Administrative and Professional Worker Exemption at $913 per week or $47,476 per year. Remember, it's currently $455 per week, 
or $23,660 per year. That's a 100% increase. It sets the total annual compensation requirement for highly compensated employees to $134,004 from $100,000. It amends the salary basis test to allow employers to use non-discretionary bonuses and incentive payments, including commissions, to satisfy up to 10% of the new standard salary level. Now, this is a new feature. And it establishes a mechanism for automatically updating the salary and compensation levels every three years, also something new. Now, the current leadership at the DOL believes that the current salary level amount set back in 2004 was too low because at the same time the duties test was modified, resulting in inappropriate classification of employees as exempt. So they're making up for it. And now employers can use non-discretionary bonuses and incentive payments, including commissions, to satisfy up to 10% of the salary level. So let me explain a little bit about that. In order to take the credit, the payments have to be made at least quarterly. Although you can make a catch-up payment at the end of the year, but I don't have any details on the rules surrounding that. As for highly compensated employees, you'll have to pay them the minimum salary of $9.13 per week, and that amount may not be made up of non-discretionary bonuses and incentive payments, including commissions. However, you can use these payments to make up the rest of the new $134,004 minimum. So non-discretionary bonuses, incentives, and commissions are forms of compensation that you've promised to your employee and are therefore expected. Now, these are usually based on productivity, quality, and or quantity, and they're generally based on a fixed formula. But they could also include things like retention bonuses. Now, by contrast, discretionary bonuses are paid at your sole discretion and not part of any pre-announced standard. So an example would be an unannounced bonus or spontaneous reward for a specific act. Well, now that these new rules are published, you need to take steps to make sure that you're in compliance December 1st, 2016. You can bet the lawyers will be ready. The first step is to identify your employees who are currently classified as exempt. You need to get out their job descriptions and make sure they're accurate and update them if they aren't. Then apply the duties test to see if they pass. If not, you'll need to reclassify them as non-exempt and start paying them overtime right away. And to do that, you'll need to start tracking their hours worked. If they qualify as exempt under the duties test, look at whether or not they're paid non-discretionary bonuses, incentive payments, or commissions. And if you do, then you'll be able to use up to 10% of those earnings to meet the new salary requirement. But you'll have to make sure those earnings are paid at least quarterly. Next, evaluate the financial impact and prepare for it. In some cases, you'll be doubling their salary. If that can't be justified, then you can leave their salary at the current level, but you'll have to convert them to non-exempt status and track their hours and pay them overtime. Now this may very easily be the least expensive option. And finally, notify your supervisors, managers, and employees of the change and update your payroll system. Well, there you have it. Let's recap. The DOL has updated the salary level test for the Executive Administrative and Professional Workers Exemption, otherwise known as the White Collar Exemption, this is one part of the three-part test that determines whether or not an employee is entitled to overtime compensation. In other words, whether or not they're exempt from overtime. 
Effective December 1st, 2016, the standard salary level increases to 913 per week. That's a 100% increase over the current level of 455 per week. And the total compensation requirement for highly compensated employees to be exempt is $134,004 up from $100,000. Now this new rule amends the salary basis test to allow you to use non-discretionary bonuses, incentive payments, and commissions to satisfy up to 10% of the new salary level requirement, and it establishes a mechanism for automatically updating these levels every three years. Now, if you need any help with this, or if you have any questions, please reach out to me on my website at smallbizbrainiac.com. I'd love to assist you in any way that I can, and best of all, it's free. Well, that's a wrap. Thanks for listening, and have a great day. Thanks for listening to Small Biz Brainiac. To get your questions answered by Thomas directly, visit smallbizbrainiac.com. And for more employer intelligence, be sure to join us again here on Small Biz Brainiac.